Sven. Huh? Sven. Oh, Sven. Uh-huh. Sven. I thought you said Finn. I was like, like from Star Wars? Are we doing Star Wars names? No. And I'm Lasagna. Oh, okay. Um, and okay. welcome to a very spooky episode of the FIF podcast. Yep. Totally. Um, bunch of spooks over here. We're just <laughs> one hit after another. Uh, mm-hmm. We're coming to you October 31st. It's a full moon. It's the night before uh we we uh uh we fall back or no fall yeah spring forward fall back okay all right it is the 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 halloween of all halloweens except for it's not halloween because there's a pandemic which is spookier than any spooks that we could spook in the spookiness yeah we're just this is just a contest to see how many times we can say the word spook in one episode how many times the fcc would get away with it just just kidding fcc doesn't regulate podcast um but anyway, um, so uh, I thought we'd do like just a spooky episode. Like we're toying around with different formats for the show. And I think it's too much to do all the things like politics and shows and Instagram and celebrities and blah, 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 blah. Not quite enough material just to talk about one show. So let's cut the, what do you call it? And when you cut half a dozen, leave another six to the dozen, whatever you do. to cut the do- cheese? No, not quite. Oh. Um, Pero, what we're going to try to do is talk about several pop culture things under one umbrella and see how that works. And so I thought we'd just talk about just scary stuff, spooky stuff, Halloween stuff. It could be horror movies. I think I said last week we were going to talk about books, too. So we could talk about scary books or whatever. Mm. And um, the thing about me is that I'm, you know, I'm pretty much always liked horror. Well, hmm, I guess we could just do like a therapy session and go back to our childhoods and the and the seed of, of fear. Um, but I was terrified of horror films as a kid. I was the scariest scared kid in the entire universe my dad used to like make me watch he was like one of those like uncles who is gonna scare the kids like oh let me show you this you know let me you know let her watch chucky it'll be okay and uh it was not okay scared the piss out of me Mm. and i was you know just constantly afraid of my own shadow Mm -hmm. and then I don't, I don't know, somewhere down the line, I just kind of turned a corner. I think it was therapy itself because, you know, the meds are great for helping you sleep at night. And so like after that, I was like, oh, now I can in- indulge in this whole genre that I feel left out of because I'm literally scared of my own shadow. Like I had a, like a tremendous amount of irrational fears, like, you know, like now I just, I think I just have heights now, but I was, you know, scared of clowns, scared of butterflies, scared of, you know, things that are too small, things that are too big, crust on my sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And now that I get to really get into all this really spooky, spooky stuff, I've really kind of gone a little like, you know, American Horror Story is my favorite show. I love, you know, I, I just will sit up any night that Shake's not here. I'm watching, you know, zombies or murder mysteries or, you know, true crime dramas, whatever is scary. I'm watching it. Shake, you have mm. a very different story, um, mm. and I find it very interesting. So why don't you tell our friends how you feel about horror and what do you think of, of those kinds of things? Um, I don't know how 
I'm trying to recall the exact story that you're talking about, but um, I do not like horror movies at all. Oh, let me put that in the past tense. Um, I only recently started getting into horror movies, but there was a very specific turning point that we've probably discussed on the show before. If you want to hit that rewind button, rewind, subscribe, smash that like button. That really that was a terrible rewind noise. That was like more of like a deep sea creature. Yeah, noise. I don't I don't know what you were doing right. over there. I was just kind of trying to be nice, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I hated horror movies growing up. Like if I were to see something like really like disturbing, like I just wouldn't be able to sleep at night, like just have horrible nightmares. So I just kind of nope the whole fuck out of horror movies for like the most of my child life and most of my adult life. I do not like horror movies. Um, but recently, um, thanks to a certain, um, Jordan Peele, who has introduced an entirely new genre of horror called black horror. It's not, it can't be, it's not new. There are horror movies with black people, but like, it seems like we've got a director producer who like really knows his horror, but also it's really important for him to do everything black. And um, I don't know if those two things have really ever happened in the past. Um, but yeah, I've kind of turned a corner. I'm, I'm still not into like, you know, the like straight horror genre. But like, you know, Us, like Get Out is like one of my favorite movies. You know, Us was fantastic. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about a movie that we saw last night. Um, but like all like it's, <laughs> it is my be- being the real racist um it is my opinion that you just just improve any formula by just making everyone black or a person of color just it instantly improve the whole the whole situation um i definitely would agree with you there especially as someone who has watched the gauntlet of horror films and you know we know the black people usually die first you know they're not gonna you know shout out to rod digger shout out to ll cool j um the real ones that have done it um brandy uh, but it, it is tough out there as particularly as a black woman particularly as a black woman that there's something also kind of culturally just weird about horror movies like there's there's obviously a bunch of different lanes of what could be considered horror um but you know you take the 80 slasher films which is you know the precursor to my generation of horror films and it's like you know good looking suburban white people having sex and you know uh you know just something that i obviously can't relate to which there's there is something to be said about a black person watching those movies (laughs) you know watching these attractive white people get chopped the fuck up because they're fucking bored like (laughs) let's go to this this summer house for the weekend and this weird shack you know oh there's a weird noise let's go check it out you know there there is something quite pleasurable about you know something about the the scene in us where they're they're uh, calling upon the amazon echo type (laughs) device to help them out and no help is coming there's there's something to be said about that um but i'd have to say like my favorite favorites i like i like just twist endings i you know i'm a big twilight zone person a big uh um we like, you know, the Monster of the Week Supernatural episodes. I like things that are just like, you know, something about watching a really, you know, not even a great horror film, like as in like, 
you know, great acting or any great budget, because that's the opposite. I also love really terrible movies. And so there happens to be a lot of really terrible, scary movies. But there's something to be said about buttoning up all the loose ends at the end. And, you know, you'd get that Michael Jackson at the end of the thriller moment where, you know, the monster turns and winks at the camera. It's just something about, like, there's something, there's some things that are in horror that you can't get anywhere else. Like horror can have romance in it. It can have comedy in it. Comedies can have drama in it. But there's just certain particular elements in a really juicy horror, you know, getting that that kind of jump scared. Like it's really hard to make me laugh. And so there's some comedies like there's very, very few comedies I like. But just something about just getting the shit scared out of me. Like, like oh, you know, I watch horror movies to feel something. Um, I like Skeleton Key. I like, um, obviously, you know, Get Out and Us and all those movies. I like, you know, The Others. I like really kind of like foreboding, moody horror things, you know, where the, the whole, like one of my favorite books of all time is Weathering Heights, which is like the original OG gothic horror, Byronic, you know, I like House on Haunting Hill right now. I'm watching on Netflix and I guess we'll, we'll transition it on to what you can be watching right now to get your spooky on. As of this show, um, House on Haunting Hill is one of my favorite horror things I've seen in the past, like, maybe five years. And it's um, based on the book, but it's adapted for Netflix. And it's one part horror, one part, like, family drama. Like, you have, like, it's almost like the This Is Us of of a horror show you know you've got this family that's got drug addicts and issues and you know the son wants to write a book and all this kind of stuff and then the backdrop of that is horror which i really dig because it takes a lot of elements like i said like you get everything that you want out of a good horror plus elements from other things that you really like and now i'm watching the haunting of bly manor which is based on turn of the screw and it's very similar vibe to that of just horror 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 creepy 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 but also family drama let's talk about it and so i, I like those marrying uh, it's kind of like the golden age of all pop culture i think right now like i feel like this 2010 to 2020 era i've gotten literally some of the best pop culture period of my life because we're getting stuff with more black people in it so it's all the stuff that i grew up with that black people that look like me, that talk like me, that act like me grew up with, and then they're interpreting it, which is something really, really cool to see. Like all the kids that grew up on Wes Craven are now writing their own shit, you know? Or like we were watching Lovecraft Country and I was really bummed out because I was watching the show and I was like, I've never read this book by Matt Ruff. I really want to read this book. And I looked it up and your instinct was spot on. It was written by a white man and uh shake was just like oh, the book's probably not as good as the show and a lot of people in my you know uh, i take it with a grain of salt other people's opinions but uh, in general i trust a lot of my reading groups and all my reading groups are like yeah the show is produced by black people it's produced by misha green and jordan peele the book is just okay and it's written by this white guy <laughs> and so the fact that we're getting you know black people reinterpreting you know hp lovecraft you know uh something's something's really cool about that you know we it's like that insecure get out to pimp a butterfly watershed pop culture moment and it's infecting horror and i'm so excited about it mm -hmm. um last night and i think a lot of people probably watched this on hulu they have their Halloween selections mm -hmm. and they have like a whole bloom house section that i really want to really? get into but we watched and they've been promoting this movie for a while uh justin simeon creator 
of Dear White People uh, wrote and directed Bad Hair. It is marketed as a satire horror film, but we're going to get into it. Starring, I should have looked up the young lady's name, but she's excellent. The lead actress, um, but also you get appearances by Blair Underwood. Basically everyone who was in the second season of Dear White People, Blair Underwood, Lena Waithe, um, Vanessa Williams, uh, which I'm just like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for this. And it is a also a period piece horror film, which I really appreciate. L. Lorraine. L. Lorraine? E-L-L-E. It could be Ellie. Could be L. It's probably L. L. Lorraine. L. Lorraine. Um, it's about a young woman. Did you mention Kelly Rowland too? Yes, Kelly Rowland, <laughs> Usher. You know, they're not as big a characters, but you know. That's fair. Uh, but uh, it is marketed as a satire horror film, and is about a young woman coming of age in the late seventies or late eighties. Can I, like, can I? Can I? Can I? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Go ahead. Uh, in the late seventies through the 80s uh starts off with her getting a uh, relaxer which pretty much turns her off from manipulating her hair and she's got you know natural you know 4c type hair and she's in the music entertainment industry and on um, obviously something that's supposed to be kind of like the proto mtv bet type yeah. situation and there's a lot of pressure for a professional young woman especially a professional young woman who wants to get in front of the camera to do something with your hair. What are you going to do with your hair? And so she gets a weave. But the weave is evil. Evil seller. Shake, what would you think of bad hair? <laughs> um, honestly, as a horror movie, um, it was fine. It was it was my speed of horror movie because, like, not at all scary. Um, you know, we had a pretty lengthy discussion. But um, as a horror movie, it was fine. As a horror satire, probably not. Um, overall, I really enjoyed the piece. Um, you know, the acting was really good. Um, there was just a ton, a, just a, a metric ton of Black Star power in this movie. Like, Jordan Peele is turning into the Spike Lee of our generation, except for he's not doing, you know, it's different genre, but like literally every single Black person. I mean, J- Justin Simeon? Just to me, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to give Jordan Peele all the credit where it's due. <laughs> um, this is a production studio, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Please, please forgive me. Um, but yeah, I thought the premise was really, really super cool. And I thought that they could have taken it a lot farther than they did. Because um, what started off as like this sort of like pretty decently, like pretty decent social commentary on like you know good hair and bad hair but it like really devolved into just like a paint by numbers monster flick at the end and i was just thought it you know it was it was a wasted premise to like do this whole setup of you know literally an you know a, a possessed weave who's that's like actively killing people <laughs> um as like some type of statement just turn it into like a hair monster film I thought that was yeah could, could have been better but um for a halloween eve night movie i would rank it like a b plus you know uh simply on the strength of the acting alone and the the beginnings of a really excellent premise you know even if you don't stick the landing you gotta like admire the ambition of the of the 
you know, of the dream. So that's all I got. Yeah, I'd probably give it a B too. And it's, and that is a, a really, I don't, I don't want to even say generous B, but everything in my bones was telling me I'm not going to like this movie. It's going to be corny or I'm not, you know, it's going to be, you know, I really went into it with a lot of reservations. And even as I was watching it, I didn't want to like it. Um, but I continued to watch it the entire night. And in the end of it, I was like, that really wasn't that bad. Like I really wanted to like really critique it, but it was just a solid film. It was really solid. Um, it's probably due mostly to the talent that is in the movie. Um, you know, Blair Underwood is in it for like maybe 15, 12 minutes tops, but you know, it's fucking Blair Underwood, you know? And so I, as much as I was like, really like, ah, this is a little lazy. Oh, that's a little whack. Oh, that was a missed opportunity. I couldn't help at the end feeling like, well, I watched the whole thing and it kept my interest. You know, I wasn't like on my phone the whole time. I really was into it. It was a little kind of slow to get to the, to the meat and potatoes of what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some extra details and lore that probably didn't need to be there. Just looking at how the whole movie concluded, I was just like, You mean some slave lore? Yeah, the, the yeah yeah the, a lot of background <laughs> stuff, a lot of explanation. The yeah the slave lore on top of like okay you got this company that's doing something evil blah mm-hmm. blah 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 didn't really need all of that because ultimately it was inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some some oh I could have made this movie better in two point eight seconds. I really wish the women would have actually been possessed by the weave and we would have gotten maybe some fight scenes or something in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know a lot of kind of missed opportunities to do some really cool looking stuff because that's part of the fun of horror is seeing really cool, creepy looking stuff. Um, it was a lot of characters looking spooky and looking suspicious and staring at each other in quiet moments, which is fine because I have the sense, because it's saying that it's a horror satire, that it's trying to evo- you know, evoke certain moods that you've seen in different movies that are similar looking to it. But after a while, it's like, okay, how many times is one young lady going to give me like these doe eyes and like just stare and look wispy and sad? Um, Jay Farrow was was very much wasted uh, knowing, you know, the kind of, you know, comedy he does. I feel like he had more opportunity there. Uh, Lena Waithe, on the other hand, got to land all of her jokes, which I appreciate it. <laughs> but it was it was as a movie overall. Probably give it an A minus B plus. As a horror movie, C, just because it didn't really fully commit to the premise and to all of these little Lucky Charms elements it was trying to throw in there. As a satire, F. Um, It had jokes in it. Decent jokes. There were a couple times I laughed out loud. Um, But to me, it was a very, it seemed like a very earnest, sincere movie, which is a shame because like I said you have Jay Farrow in the movie who could have done a lot more with his character but then instead they kind of pump up this whole like um you know they have like at least three times where they're flashing back to this scene with you know Blair Underwood looking stoic and creepy you know and it's just like you know I could have watched Trolls 2 if I wanted to laugh at a horror film but this isn't funny to me like I didn't see anything like it wasn't didn't push further enough for far enough in the horror direction it didn't push far enough in the whole like black women in their hair dynamic 
for me to really feel like they were really lampooning something. Like we have a whole episode of Dear White People where they switch the race of everyone. And it is like absolute genius if you want to talk about like satire, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I know Justin Simeon is capable of a lot more if you're trying to put layers onto something. But to me, it felt like if I had never seen the previews of it, I would have thought it was an excellent movie. But because it was marketed to me as a satire of a horror film, I was expecting a lot more laughs. I was expecting a lot more opportunities to do some really interesting things. But instead, it just kind of seemed like this young, quiet woman's personal journey and story with some slave lore sprinkled on top. But... You know, it's October 31st. October is almost over. It'll be Christmas tomorrow. So Pretty much. Uh, within the, the... I'm ready, man. <laughs> ready to jump on that Christmas train. Choo-choo. Um, so will I be watching this for years to come? You know, is this going to be the new, you know, horror go-to movie to watch on Halloween? Probably not. But if you have Halloween... I mean, if you have Halloween... If you have Hulu... Halloween, you, you mean. If you have Hulu... Um, and you can see all their horror. Sli- I hear the um, there's a couple of horror movies that I on there that I hear are actually really really good. Um, then yeah, it's definitely worth like at least a Netflix and chill or a Hulu. What do they say? Hulu and hot pants. What, what do you what do you do with Hulu? Uh, you fuck. Hulu and fucking. Hulu and fucking. Uh, then this is <laughs> hey hey. Um, just make sure you know you check for any you know. And, you know, run your fingers through that before uh, you commit to uh, fucking that. Yeah, you might end up um, eviscerated. <laughs> um, what are uh, some of your other, like, oh, let's talk about scary video games. Uh, um, yeah, because you actually, because I find this very, very interesting, mm-hmm. um, which I ac- actually, something I admire about you. Okay. Is that you don't like horror. You right. don't like horror elements, but mm-hmm. you're willing to give things a chance if they sound interesting enough to you. Mm-hmm. And so... Shake, what has been your experience with horror games and what are your some of your favorite horror games, some of your least favorite horror games? What do you like about horror games? What do you dislike about horror games? Any of those questions, go for it. Uh, um, horror games fall into a lot of different categories because it's like not everything is just like, you know, I, I guess it's kind of like movies where like sometimes you've got horror satire, stuff like um, um, Dead by Daylight. I think, is it Dead by Daylight? Is like horror satire? But like you've got entire video games where it's less like, you know designed to be scary but also kind of like goofy at the same time um you've got actual like entire games that are basically just like story mode story games but they're horror stories where like you know there's a killer and he's like killing teenagers and stuff so um i guess what i like about games is that like they're rarely ever one thing you know um so like there are certain genres of games that i'm just i just had to nope the whole fuck out of um the new resident evil games are so scary <laughs> like i can't even i can't get through a bag because it's just i don't know i gotta think about zombies like this just uh, this scares the shit out of me um but like tick for example dark souls or blood burn blood 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 burn 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 <laughs> um i think you wouldn't be incorrect to like say that those games like dwell and like you know linger somewhere in the horror genre um to me it's just like the horror is kind of like deadened by seeing the exact sequence of things a hundred times because you've been killed a hundred times in a row um to me it's like more of like a game of concentration the horror elements are just like you know it's just scenery so it's not like about the horror whereas like 
the new Resident Evil games are they're like horror games and they're like built in such a way that you're supposed to feel like, you know, you've only got one shot in your, your bullet, you're out out zombied, you know, outgunned, and it's just supposed to be scary as shit. And uh, I don't know, that type of like dread makes me feel the type of dread where I don't feel like I'm in control, I don't like. Dark Souls, I always feel like I'm in control because it's just like if I die, it's because I pressed a button too too soon or too late. So like I feel like I've got agency over it. Whereas like other horror games, I feel like I'm like out of control, like I'm a victim in here. I don't, I don't like that feeling. Um, but um, yeah, you know, I I don't know if I play any like actual true proper um, horror games. Mostly just survival horror. Um, and really only like specific types where I feel like I'm in control like Resident Evil 4 you know this is right before it becomes totally ridiculous but like right after they decided to give the Resident Evil characters like karate moves and so like I felt like I had agency like when I felt when I died it it felt like because you know I missed a shot or I'm just very bad at video games so um but yeah uh it's kind of yeah I felt like I remember, you know, obviously I'm from a certain generation, so the games when I was, uh, you know, coming up in like middle school, high school were like Silent Hill, Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, those games scared the shit out of me, but I enjoyed them very much. So um, Silent Hill probably scared me more than Resident Evil did. Um, and if they ever like really remade or remastered Silent Hill, I probably would feel the same way you feel about Resident Evil. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm real good. Um, but... In general, I, I enjoy horror, so I like that stuff. On the other hand, I have certain very real psychological note note buttons. And so I'm absolutely nah. Shake told me the, the plot to Bloodborne. He was telling me about like existential slugs and shit. And I was like, Mm-mm, I don't like knowing yeah. that the, the universe is going to end and fold on itself. Now, nope, I don't. The, the, the true I, ending really, really bothered um, you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm sorry if you hadn't played a game that's like five years old at this point. Um, Then you got games like Last of Us, which is like, oh, it's it's like a movie and it's amazing. And it's not really like it's it's definitely an offshoot of the horror tree. Um, But it's got like mushroom spore monsters. And I'm just like, I don't like fungus. Like Mm. I literally have just kind of gotten a little bit of. my my fungus stuff because i i have a garden now and there's fucking mushrooms and i'm just like ugh. but i have to you know i enjoy gardening so i you know i've had to like really put my big girl panties on about that but last of us like but like you were saying after 15 times of getting killed by the same mushroom head guy and like after like you know once their heads are like split open and the mushrooms are kind of like out dancing you're like, okay okay i'll just pretend it's a goomba and stuff on its head but like when you're just kind of walking through and you see the shit like floating in the air and everything's ugh, i don't ugh, i don't like it mm. i don't like that at all but you know zombies kind of slowly meandering at you and i got a gun yeah i'll be okay but um some of these images people think of is just like spooky and then like you know talking about just certain like you know we can get into fucking what is that game called mr bubbly mr bubbles and would you kindly and yeah that has some creep creep to it too like some some real sequences of i don't want to be here i don't want to be in this space i don't want anything to jump out at me something jumps out at me i'm gonna punch somebody in the face yeah um there was that one scene in the asylum man i literally scared i think i dropped the controller in, in bioshock infinite 
not, not spoiled, but there's some there's some very they do that there's those are those games are very uh out there and the like and that see that's that's I think yeah, that's a great point. It's like it's like a horror dystopian shooter where it's just like clearly there are horror elements and there's like things that are meant to like unnerve and scare you and stuff like that. But it's a shooter at the end of the day where you got superpowers. But uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Please. Oh continue. no, you're fine. I know we're having a conversation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's that. I um. Yeah, I also like to read horror. Yeah, I'm, I pretty much like all the the spoopy things. Um. Hmm. Black cats, witches. Um. But yeah, there's just certain like I have certain really specific little boxes that I don't like to go in. But I love like really just paint by numbers maybe that's it i like the predictability of just a nice you know run-of-the-mill you know whether it be a slasher or an old monster movie because the real stuff that i'm scared of is so unpredictable and so out there um and you know really sends a chill down to my spine that i can watch white people get hacked up for uh you know a couple of hours you know yeah i can watch people make you know because i'm never gonna be in that position where i'm gonna be like, oh, let's let's get on this boat with this child that's dressed like it's the 1940s, because that seems like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, okay. Like, I just read this book because it was free on Amazon. It's called The Haunting of Bryn Wilder. And this um, woman stays in this, like, bed and breakfast, old-timey boarding house. And she literally tells, because I think the book is a, is a series of books, but she literally tells everyone that she's seen a ghost. Like, everyone that she's seen, she's just like, I've seen a ghost. And everyone's just like, oh, yeah, old ghosty in room number five. You met the town ghost, I see. It's like, uh, uh, I guess this town just has ghosts, and yeah. we're just going to accept it's that. When you're born in a small town, and you die in a small town. I did want to go back to bad hair for a second. Oh, okay. Um, because I had to look up this movie really quick and I just found the title of it. Um, I give bad hair a B or an A because the acting was good. The budget was right. You know, the story was decent enough. Da, 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 da. Um, but there is a movie from, I want to see, I want to say 1991. Yeah, 1991. Starring T.C. Carson, a.k.a. Kratos, a.k.a. Uh, Kyle Baca. And he plays, um, he wants to be a newscaster. Mm-hmm. And we all know what Kyle looks like. He's a dark-skinned guy with, you know, uh, locks. And he starts to kind of, like, try to get in with the right people and try to fit in. And this is a comedy. This movie's a comedy, by the way. And um, he ends up kind of becoming a sellout for lack of a better word and it's all about trying to like fit in and and be of two souls kind of shit and then at the end of the movie which i didn't even realize this until i was older because i saw the 1991 i was six years old and i didn't realize this until i saw it on tv years later at the end he has this whole sequence where he's like in whiteface doing a newscast Mm -hmm. and when i was a kid seeing that movie i thought he had literally turned white and it was the most terrifying thing i have i just i hated that movie i was like i like i barely could watch living single because i was like so shooketh i was just like oh my god that is so scary you know how like creepy white face looks on black people do and so i was like oh my god no that black face is not creepy he turned white oh my god and this is a comedy and then years later i found out that he was all happening in his head and he was kind of like you know just having a bit of a, a crisis of sorts and i'm just like if this movie from 1991 could fucking shooketh me like that. I needed bad hair to shake me up. The same because it's, it's it's almost the same um, 
a lot of the same fashion, a lot of the same, you know, it's in, the 80s didn't really end until like 1993. Um, and this movie is actually like from that time period. And so I was, just, I was really going into it expecting a moment like that where the character really becomes someone else because of this hair. And so because I didn't get that, that, that feeling of six-year-old lasagna, you know, about to puke up her guts and never wanted to see this movie again. I was like, ah, oh, missed opportunity, man. Mm. Missed opportunity. <laughs> um, but that that's your your random movie trivia for the week. There you go. Um, I guess we'd usually do like Instagram ask questions or something. Or yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to end a podcast now. Oh, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be. Um, we don't have to like end it or do do that. It's, just, it's not a big deal. Um, I guess we can. Uh, yeah, oh, what's your favorite scary song? Since there's like ten ho- legitimate uh, Halloween songs. Uh, are you a Monster Mash or are you like a, a... Thriller? Oh, okay, yeah, All right. I know. I have not listened to Thriller tonight. I got to do that for. I got an extra hour now, but uh, yeah, I got to listen to Thriller. So it's, it's just it's an iconic song. Um, I, <laughs> I guess just... if I had to, like, if I had to pick. Um, Something that's not thriller, I guess it'd be uh, Nightmares by Dana McDane. They don't make spooky rap the way they used to. No, they like, don't. like you have like horrorcore, which also I, <laughs> I was quite the fan I guess of horrorcore back da- in my. Can I pick like Damien? <laughs> it's it, they don't make horrorcore like yeah. they. Well, maybe the people. Okay, I guess you have like Lil Uzi Vert is doing some of that or whatever. <laughs> but mostly just sad boy shit. But you know the fact that Michael Jackson, um, I want to say. Quincy Jones. Uh, I don't know who the third. I can't. Uh, what is his name? I can't think of the guy who wrote Thriller. Um. Anyway, those guys wasn't the soundtrack to any movie. He just wanted to write a song about scary movies because he grew up. You know, he well, first of all, he grew up Jehovah's Witness, and so it was always like something like very interesting to him about mm-hmm. horror movies. And then you get fucking Vincent Price to show up on the track, and you're just like, like that movie, that song would just would not. It could get made in 2020, but I wouldn't want to listen to that shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I would be like, no, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life. No, we're not doing yeah. that. <laughs> they, yeah, at the risk of sounding really old, they just, they don't, they don't do it like they used to, man. Yeah, like, you know, they don't even do movie soundtracks. Like, they, I could go on and on about the things that they do not do What's like the they last, used to. the last, like, movie soundtrack we got? Like, Black Panther? And that was... Hmm. It had way too much future. In it. Way too much future. Thirty percent too much future. Way too much future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do not feel uplifted well if it listen to future. <laughs> I do not feel like saying Wakanda forever. Uh, <sighs> um if you would like us if you to feel write uplifted, will you listen to future? <laughs> um no, we don't want that energy. We don't want those people. <laughs> um but- if you would like us to write the quintessential horror rap song for 2020, please uh, write us at the FIF podcast at gmail.com. To be fair, I did not check the email inbox, but we probably don't have any emails. No, so it's the FIF podcast at gmail.com or hit us on the Twitters at the FIF podcast. Maybe I should make an Instagram. I don't know. I like Instagram. I don't know if people write, e- you know, that might be the problem is that people don't write emails anymore. Like was. Other than, you know, your professional life, when do you write emails to people? I guess, you know, actual legitimate podcasts, they write emails. But, like, maybe people are just, like, DMing stuff nowadays. Maybe. Maybe maybe you should just check the comments section. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. Um, bots, you tell us. <laughs> uh, peace. Bye-bye.
Spooky.